0: Hello and welcome to the Badass Wellness Coach Channel. I'm your host Didier Hoffman and today I'm excited to be joined by Lisa Dahl from Greater Boston in USA. Our topic today is a challenge many of us have to overcome at one stage or another. And that is how to break free from the shackles of dieting and diet culture. Now Lisa is an intuitive body image health coach, eating coach helps women break free from the shackles of diets and dieting to help them learn how to undiet their lives and i so love that undieting she believes that learning how to listen trust and respect your body will make you happy healthy and confident at any size lisa welcome to the show we're so glad to have you here
1: thank you so much i'm excited to dive into our conversation
0: Uh, It's going to be a fun one. And I love your favorite quote. It's by Christy Nelson, the author of Wake Up Grateful. And the quote reads, life is messy and magical, filled with disappointment and discovery. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: I just, I, when I read her book and I have been Um, part of some of her workshops that she's done online. She is an incredible woman who has overcome 26 years of a terminal illness of cancer. And in her book, the line that really resonated most with me was that that is everyday life, is that when we have an open perspective, we can see the mess and the magic, that it doesn't have to be one or the other one or the other and we all experience disappointment and if we can shift that lens to see what's next it can bring us to our next thing and it it i just found that it resonated when i worked with my clients it resonated when i worked when i looked at my own life And it helps us to be resilient and to know that we all have ups and downs, and that is part of common humanity, and that it is filled, you know, it is messy and magical, filled with disappointment and discovery. Every day is a new day. Every minute is another opportunity.
0: I must say, the battle we have with our own bodies can be messy and magical. I really like the appropriateness of the quote. I think it's absolutely spot on. But let's dive into today's topic. And yeah, for starters, please tell us why are you are so passionate about undieting your life?
1: So it really comes from my own personal and professional experience. And it started when I was in third grade. I was told that I needed to go to special gym because I couldn't walk on the balance beam. And it was the first time that I really remember not liking or pretty much hating my body because I was now set up being different than everybody else. I was now picked last for every time that we needed to pick teams. And it made me feel so unconfident in running around and being free and enjoying sports that I immediately took that mindset that I can't do it, I hate that type of activity. It was compounded again when I was in high school and I remember being in a sea of girls and we were being weighed and measured thinking that hopefully that my skipped breakfast will give me a better number on the scale. I grew up in a time of Miss America pageant, Weight Watchers, and Snackwells, where everything was about being tall and thin, no fat, mm-hmm. you can have fiber, all of these food rules. And it, I met my first Weight Watchers meeting when I was probably 12 or 13 years old, I have more food logs that I could remember. And it is the most boring reading that you could possibly find because I ate the same things because they were safe. Fast forward, I learned how to diet. I could do it better than most. I was very good at restricting and depriving. Um, There was times where I definitely went off the rails, but I, oh, just like a typical dieter, I could go back and get right into that cycle. When I shifted from catering to health and wellness about six years ago, I thought that I was going to be the health and wellness coach to help women lose weight because it was so important. I had been unknowingly indoctored into diet culture that all of my behaviors seem natural and normal. And what I discovered through my education and my desire to continue to read and learn more was that I noticed how stressed I was on the days that I weighed myself, which was every day and sometimes multiple times a day, and then feeling the stress and anxiety for my clients across from me on, you know, the quote unquote, share your progress day, where they would be making so many changes in their actions and behaviors and starting to really feel good and then to feel depleted and defeated getting on the scale. And I naturally started to take weight off of our metrics because it felt so uncomfortable. And then I discovered a community called Health at Every Size. And that really changed everything for me in my personal life and professional life. As I discovered that all of my restriction in dieting really was disordered eating patterns and how close I had come to really having and developing an eating disorder. And I discovered the practice of intuitive eating and the body positive and really learned to heal my own relationship. And from that point on I knew ethically and morally I could no longer support women to lose weight because I discovered how destructive it really is to all of our lives. And how do we break that cycle for ourselves as well as for that next generation? How do we learn how to respect all bodies and get rid of the judgment that goes with ourselves as well as with others?
0: It's very interesting what you said about focusing on the next generation as well. I I like that. And yeah, thank you for sharing your, your your backstory because I think it's so powerful. Uh, and most of us coaches are doing what we're doing because we have a, a powerful backstory. And somewhere in there, and we've discussed it previously, the two of us, you were also in catering, so <laughs> you're somebody that that loves food, that loves working with food. <laughs> so I think that's quite a challenge, you know. It's. Um, yes.
1: Yeah, I, I love food. And I was, you know, I referred to myself as a boutique caterer, because I had my own business, I did it all. And my food always had a healthy component to it, because I was very stuck into healthism. So, you know, it was my it was a real gift in what I did, because, you know, I would have people come to me and say, Oh, I'm having a cocktail party, um, but nobody eats and i was very clear on saying well you know if you have all of these things that are filled with dough and stuffed and fried the women aren't going to eat because they view that food you know what i know now is that they view that, that food as bad i was offering it from a different perspective of let's get some balance and variety and everybody will eat and enjoy so i as a caterer i was able to offer that balance of yummy, delicious, as well as, you know, and I don't, and I really work hard at not using the words healthy or unhealthy, but going to the, what we typically refer to as unhealthy food in a very healthy balance. So, and it was easy for me to cook beautiful, decadent food at times because I wasn't the one who was eating it. Like everybody else could enjoy it, but it's really not for me. I could have a bite or I wouldn't really let somebody see that I was having that bite because then I would be breaking my diet in front of somebody else. I was very controlled. It was much easier for me. I absolutely prefer cooking food for 300 than going to my own, than, than going to a party. So cooking it, planning it, displaying it first love being put into the situation of having to eat it was a challenge. And my food was beautiful and delicious and more often than not what we would consider healthy. And that's what people really loved about me, but it was also very steep in Mm -hmm. diet culture, in what is right and what is wrong. And it's funny, I really hadn't thought about that perspective in a very long time, you know, being out of the catering world for a long time on, on filled with a lot of judgment that, you know, if you're going to have a party, it needs to all be healthy because I would go to a party and I wouldn't like any of the food and I wouldn't eat anything. And I would be like, you know, don't these people know any better? Like how, you know, there's nothing for me to eat. And now I can go to a party and I can eat. And the judgment is not, is, is really waned. So that I'm not going to, you know, I'm not gonna have a heart attack. If I have a, you know, fry whatever, I'm gonna still be okay in the morning. When you don't deprive yourself and these foods you have permission to eat them, you don't go off the rails and eat a dozen of them because you're never going to have them because that was always my biggest fear. Like, oh my God, it looks delicious, but you know I'm not allowed to have it. I better have you know as many as I can without anybody really seeing it because I don't know what I'm going to be allowed to have that again. Like that's not in my food room walk.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting to hear that perspective because we had a business, uh, also a catering business and our clientele, was mainly extreme sportsmen, uh, bodybuilders, crossfit, uh, professional crossfitters. Um, and the the whole mindset is completely opposite. Because what we tried to do was to actually help them eat delicious food. And you know, their diets are so restricted. It's so boring. Um, so it's, it's quite a different perspective. Um, but what results can we expect when we start breaking free from this shackles of dieting
1: so one of the things that one of the first things that i always tell my clients is that the only thing that i can guarantee you is that i don't know if you're going to gain weight lose weight or stay the same that we're going to take that metrics off of the table there is no weighing of food or bodies and that you cannot fail the practice of intuitive eating because there's it's based on principles and practice. So what I really stress is that it is about practice, patience and compassion, all very different than dieting. There is no end game. There is no, oh, I'm gonna do this for six weeks and then I'm gonna be on maintenance. This is learning to get out of your head and to listen to your body and that takes time you don't it's, it's about the process not about the destination
0: journey the journey is always so so important in everything what we do in practice how do how do we go about this how do we do this do you have any tips that you can share with us
1: um one of the first tips that I can say is that you want to start to really notice what is happening around you and to shift from judgment to curiosity. We're all so quick to have an opinion which is also which is typically a negative opinion. When you start to focus on curiosity, you start to be able to create awareness. And awareness is one of the most powerful tools that you have. Learning to focus on self-compassion versus self-esteem. So when we talk about self-esteem, it's there on a good day because you're comparing yourself to somebody else and you feel that you are, quote unquote, above them. On a bad day, you feel less than. When you remove the self-esteem, like, you know, my clients, you know, somebody will say, oh, you know, she's in a larger body. I'm so worried about her self-esteem. I don't really care what her self-esteem is. I care about her self-compassion. I care about how she is talking to herself. How is she taking care of herself? How does she learn to understand that she is not alone, that self-compassion comes with common humanity and not isolation? it comes with self kindness, and mindfulness and being present. So my goal when I work with my clients is to really help them practice the self compassion, and to get out of the comparison game. So I would say it is all about judgment to curiosity, awareness, and self compassion.
0: Those are three very, very powerful tips, very powerful tips. Can we shift the gear here and look at sort of the back end of what you're doing and more specifically, uh, how does it look when somebody works with you? And let's start off with a a simple definition or a a starting point in that is who's your dream client? Who's the person that, you know, what will I hear them say when I bump into them?
1: Uh, My dream client is typically a woman who is, Late 30s, 40s, and older, they have had a challenging relationship to food and body most of their life. They they kind of think about, you know, why am I that way? And I really help them understand, you know, somebody helped pack your bags. Somebody gave you this information, which created your relationship to food and body. So somebody who's kind of hit diet rock bottom, they don't want to do it one more time. They're 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 struggling, they're on the fence. Like, you know, if somebody says, well, I don't have to diet anymore, they think, well, I'm giving up on myself. It's being open enough to the possibility that there is another way, that you are not broken, that the journey is about being healed. So it's somebody who has an open mindset, somebody who's really suffering, who's in a lot of pain. And is looking for support and not accountability. I walk with my clients by their side. I don't hold them accountable. I don't ask them, well, how many times did you eat mindfully this week? Tell me about your experience. What can we learn? What worked well? What are you celebrating? The awareness, again, goes back to curiosity, not judgment. It didn't work well because this, 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 and this was happening. And it's a win. You noticed. You were aware. You didn't have that self-awareness before. So it is really about somebody who's willing to focus on the journey and, again, not the destination.
0: I love that you're coming back to that. What is the dream outcome? What, What do you help them achieve?
1: I keep it very simple. My wish is for my clients to achieve body, peace, and food freedom. It is about learning how to... Wake up in the morning and not think I'm at war with my body, looking at food and saying that I could eat what I want because I can listen to my body and know how much my body needs to feel the best, knowing that if I eat too much, that I don't have to go home and beat myself up. I don't have to go down that rabbit hole because I already blew it today. I might as well finish that, finish that series until 11.59 and 59 seconds because I'm going to fix it tomorrow morning. It's really just about the gift of learning how to have body peace and food freedom. And that's where I got the name of my program from.
0: And how is your solution different from all the others out there?
1: What I have done is that from all the, from my own personal and professional experience, I have taken the components of the things that I think are really important. So I bring together intuitive eating, which is really the core of my practice, bringing in mindful eating so that people learn the difference between being present and thinking about getting stuck in what the, you know, the future and stuck in their old story health at every size, debunking the fact that you do not have to shrink your body to be healthy, non-judgmental self-awareness, which is woven throughout every component, and self-compassion, because when you are kind and you respect your body, you treat your body so much better. And I just have found that those five components have all just naturally come together. And no matter what the agenda is or whatever I'm talking about, they're all sprinkled in, in almost every conversation.
0: And how do you deliver your solution? Is it, is it package? Is it one-on-one what, time frame?
1: So I work with my clients presently in one of two ways. The first one is I do one-on-one coaching and I work with them every other week so that they have time to practice and not feel like, Oh my God, like it's coming every week. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes it's really heavy. And you need a chance to really Think about and exper- experiment and experience all the things that we're talking about. The other program that I offer is my Body Peace and Food for My Body, Peace and Food Freedom program. And that is one-on-one coaching with a small group experience. Mm-hmm. What I love about this program is that we come together online, so you can be anywhere in the world through Zoom, and it is about connection, education, and community. The women in that group are just so beautifully supportive and they have created such a brave space and I don't want to use the word safe I can use the word brave because they develop the trust within the other women to be able to talk from their heart and for us to really dive into what's happening as a community and there's no shortage of tears and laughter and then I meet with them individually, one-on-one every other week. And that is a six-month program that I offer um, a couple of times a year.
0: Are there any concerns that people, you know, frequently asked objections that people have, you know, if they look at your program?
1: One of the biggest objections is, well, this all sounds good, but I still want to lose weight. Okay. Okay. And it takes time. It's, you can't diet and have that ultimate goal of, you know, body, the magical mystical body. And then all of a sudden say, oh, I'm gonna practice intuitive eating, but I'm, you know, all of a sudden that wish to be diet, to be thin is gonna disappear. I have to be realistic that it takes time. It takes practice. It's noticing your thoughts. It takes work. And it, as my own example, it, you can get there because if somebody ever told me that I would be working with women not to help them lose weight, to be learn how to be comfortable in their own skin, that was not me five, six years ago. I was knee high in diet culture, judgmental. My dirty little secret is it empowered me to eat better than anybody else, to not have the fried food, to you know not eat meat, not eat this, do this, do that. And that's diet culture. It's, it's the thin ideal that I'm better than you, which is just a horrible way to live. So it's really, I get it. It's learning to get out of that space, learning to accept and respect all of our bodies. We are all different. We can't change our height. We can't change the size of our feet. And the reality is that most of us cannot achieve permanent weight loss with restriction and deprivation.
0: In terms of signing up for your program, and you've just said all of us are different, but is there sort of a guideline of how long before you're going to see results? How long um, in terms of, of the time investment?
1: So everyone, you know, everyone is different. Mm -hmm. And what I have discovered is that the six month program is, is the base. It's kind of the foundation and for all the groups that I've already had, I have created an after program, which is much lighter in terms of continuation. I call it embracing body, peace, and food freedom, where we continue, where we meet once a month. And you have the option of just doing once a month, or you can have individual coaching sessions throughout that year. So that, because it's not a magic button, you're not on or off, that life changes, things ebb and flow. You're gonna experience times where you just feel like you've got it, it all makes sense. And then all of a sudden you go out to lunch and the four women you're eating with, everybody's dieting and she lost weight and the whole cycle starts in again. And you're going, oh no, like, how could all this thing, how could all these things that I have learned to know feel so uncomfortable all of a sudden? So it it really creates an anchor and a safety to continue to focus on those new thoughts that you're creating, because we have the ability to create new thoughts. Our disconnect comes with the body image that somebody has given us those thoughts on how we are supposed to look or not look.
0: In terms of on the business back end, again, how do you market yourself? How do you find clients?
1: So um, I've been doing a lot of that lately, and I'm really finding my clients through just getting, being out here, being present, being on different podcasts. Um, I actually have just started doing some Google ads, which were the first round was disappointing, you know, filled with, you know, you kind of say like, ooh, that didn't work. And what can I do? So we kind of went back to the drawing board, we shifted some things on the landing page, and it took a few iterations. And now I'm getting people who are getting into the quote unquote funnel from my lead magnet, um so it's I just this morning I'm doing um now that the world is opening up a little bit where we are I did a presentation to a women's group this morning so I am really working on getting on to being a guest in summits applying for conferences to speak being guests on different podcasts I want to be known as the expert um I am working on improving my video presence so that I can have a greater presence in the YouTube world So it is a never ending process of finding that sweet spot. But the core things that I'm really doing right now all comes with getting out there, being known, putting myself out there, taking risks and having the confidence that knowing that what I do makes a difference for women. And it's about my mission.
0: Thank you for sharing. Let's wrap this up because the time is catching up with us. What is your big takeaway from this episode?
1: I think the question that you asked was, you know, what, what can my, you know, what is my wish for my clients? And it really comes down to every woman, every body doesn't matter. What age is that? We all deserve body peace and food freedom, letting go of the judgment and learning to connect to our bodies and get out of our heads.
0: Cool. Any final words of advice for our listeners? Anybody that's sitting out there and wishing, ah, I wonder if I could do this.
1: Yes, you can do this. All you need is to decide to take that first step and reach out for the connection that you are not alone in your suffering and that when you talk about it, when you get it off of your plate, the shame and the guilt start to dissipate and it becomes normalized. And you learn that you are not alone in your thoughts, and that there is a way to have peace.
0: Thank you for sharing that, Lisa, you have a free five day mindful eating experience for our listeners. Tell us a little bit more about that, please.
1: So, Intuitive eating, mindful eating, if you're a dieter, it sounds really interesting and scary. So it's a great way to be able to dip your toes into what that looks like. What I would love to suggest is that when you download and you do that, you'll receive a email and a very short video um, every day for five days. And the only thing that I ask of you to get the best experience is to not weigh yourself, to get off of whatever diet that you're on and try and experiment to get out of your head and into your body. This is not a quick fix. It is just dipping your toes into the first step of getting out of diet culture and dieting.
0: Where can our listeners connect with you on social media? Where is your favorite social media coffee shop?
1: Uh, I would say Facebook and Instagram would be the best places to find me and my growing YouTube channel.
0: Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your passion and your wisdom with us. We wish you only the very best and may your business and your practice grow and prosper beyond your wildest dreams.
1: Thank you. And it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you.
0: There you have it, my dear wellness friend. Another Badass episode packed with inspiration to help you build your own thriving, high-impact online coaching business. Get Lisa's free five-day course that she's offering. Connect with her on social media. I'll post all the links on today's show notes page. Simply hop on over to badasspremiers.com forward slash podcast. And thank you so much for listening to the Badass Wellness Coach Show. Please make sure to subscribe and rate us everywhere you listen, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the great thing about Spotify is that there's no need to leave a review. You just tap the three dots and then the five-star rating and you're done. It's super easy and it really helps me a ton. Be blessed, my dear wellness friends. The world really needs our healthy vibes. Let's go and share it with anyone showing just a tiny, teeny-weeny spark of interest in what we do. Please stay safe and I'm really looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.